Hello and welcome to That Park Life Podcast. If you're wondering why the introduction was so long, I was lowering the level on the wrong thing. I was lowering my microphone. <laughs> hey, this music is still going. What's going we're, on? We're keeping it classy here keeping at the, it That classy. Park Life Podcast. Well, we're not alone today because we've got some very special guests. Mitchell and Amanda from at Happily Everett After. Welcome to the show, guys. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Um, yeah. I do want to throw out there this Happily Everett After. Was that also your wedding hashtag? It yes, was. of course. <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, you got to have a wedding hashtag these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like we just we just totally missed out. We got married, you know, too long ago for all the cool things now. So it's pre hashtag, back when we had to slum pretty, it. It's pretty perfect if you think about it. So, um, so yeah, um, uh, Amanda and Mitchell just got married to each other, to be specific, uh, and then they went on their honeymoon in Disneyland. I'm sure that's going to come up a little bit here and yes. there. This is our first episode where we're doing what we're calling a, a cast member chat, and this is actually something that came from. Um, the survey results that we had put out and we were asking everyone what they wanted to hear and more people wanted to hear more from uh, other cast members because I guess I'm not enough. No, from other cast members around around well, uh, the park. just find out that you work there. So Yeah, I didn't really talk about it I too like much. To until dub, like, I like to dub this part cast chat. Cast chat? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I want to just do a, a brief uh, story here on on specifically Mitchell because I haven't actually physically met Amanda yet or I have actually I have not met you in person I don't think so I don't think so either so I've been following them not like creepily like outside their window <laughs> on Instagram and, and YouTube a little bit for I think a couple of years now maybe like two years or so um, yeah. and one day I'm minding my business at work and in walks Mitchell and I'm like oh my god I know that dude even though I've never <laughs> seen him before in person and uh, our coworker went to go introduce him and I'm like. I know this guy. Not like personally, just I've seen his face <laughs> and heard <laughs> on him Instagram on YouTube a lot. Now. Yeah. And that's like, that's the life we live here sometimes is there are people that I see on only like on the internet and then all of a sudden they're in, in person. And I have to say he's a big letdown. He wasn't quite as interesting as he was. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same. Oh, I walked right into that one. I'm not living um, up to the, the hype. So. No. <laughs> so uh so now we we work in the same area of disney but mitchell and amanda have been around the block a little bit so where have you all worked so I, i'll start first i guess yeah my, my journey started there um so i did a cp okay. uh, back in 2013 and uh, at that point I, I worked at phantasmic oh so uh, yeah so i was like <clears throat> i'm sorry i was lucky enough to work there for about a month and a half and uh, I, long story short, I'm going to save time. I got to go to Rock and Roller Coaster as my next attraction during my college program, within the same college program. And uh, I was there for the rest of it. Uh, so I was spring advantage. So I spent maybe five or six months at Rock and Roller Coaster. I, I went seasonal after my program finished. And I stayed, of course, on Sunset Attraction, stayed at uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. And then Amanda and I moved back down here in 20, 2017. And uh, I continued my career on Sunset at Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, moved up, did uh, coordinating, did trainer. I, I gave tours there as well. A lot of cool things. Um, and then in the summer of 2018, I got to go over to Tower of Terror, which uh, has far, by far been my favorite attraction. So okay. I'll get to that later. But that, that's been my favorite work. Um, and then uh, after that, right after Tower, I, I got to go work on the project team for Galaxy's Edge. Which is ridiculous. And, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Which is, is awesome. I'm sure, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions coming back, coming up about that, but we have five days until rise open. So that's exciting. Yes. Yeah. And uh, then as of basically the first of August of this year, I, I'm now working with the Disney vacation club, so. which I'm sure is the least interesting of all the things. <laughs> no, 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 it's actually been awesome. Cause okay. uh, yeah, my family's been members. So mm-hmm. just seeing uh, how everything works and then, and getting more details. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. I'm always curious when people do the program because a lot of times they're like, Oh, well, I came for college program and then it just stayed. And I'm like, so did you graduate college? Like, did you finish <laughs> your schooling or did you just stay? Like, I'm always interested how that works out. So yeah, like you so, spend all this money on schooling, and then it's like, well, I just went to Disney and never turned back. <laughs> yeah, and, and I honestly, I almost fell into that trap because I think when you get down there, especially if you love Disney, you you just like this is perfect. I, I love mm-hmm. working here. You don't really think about the money aspect because you're getting by, and at that age, getting right. by is all you've never done. Yeah. Um, but I thought really hard about it because I was like, you know what? I, I real I know I want to be down here. And I had the ability to stay seasonal, so I kept my job at Disney. So it was a no-brainer for me uh, to be able to go back to school and get my degree. So that way I could go back down and hopefully, because like I knew I was like, I, you know, attractions operations is great, but it's not a role for me that I'd want to stay in for my career. Um, and so that's why I was like, no, I got to go back to school, got to work on my degree and uh, go from there. Cool. So what's like, if I can ask you this, or both of you, what's like your Disney dream job? Uh oh. Disney dream job for me would be Imagineering. Um, okay. and, and I that's used what to, I would, I, that's what I would guess considering you're doing like all this. Yeah. You are doing all the mechanical engineering. I'm like, well, he's got to be wanting to go somewhere else. So yeah, I, I like to draw. I, I, I'm a, I haven't done it in a while actually, but I used to draw all the time and create rides and designs and stories. And that's like my favorite thing. So that, that would be the top job is being able to help create a story in Imagineering. Amanda, before you tell us your dream job, tell us where you have been. Yeah, tell us where you started and then we'll move. We'll go on the, the progression we just went on. <laughs> All right. So I started in transportation uh, as a monorail platform operator. Okay. And then after four months, I got to become a pilot of the Walt Disney World monorail system. So that was awesome. I stayed as a pilot for six months and then I transferred over to Star Tours, which... I loved like it kind of brought my love back for the company, like being in like a themed area, which mm-hmm. was awesome. I uh, became a trainer there, became a tour guide there. And then I got an offer to be a part of the project team for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Oh. So I'm over there right now. Look at and- you guys being all these project teams. Yeah, we, were, we were the studio's power couple at one point. <laughs> yeah, you have like Indians <laughs> on all the things going on. Like just call yeah. my friends, they're happily ever after you. They know everything. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. So uh, about last month, they uh, gave me the opportunity to be a coordinator over there at the project team. Cool. And when we were in Disneyland, our first day there, actually in the line for the Matterhorn, <laughs> I got my opening team trainer email for Mickey oh, Minnie. Nice. Wow. Okay. So what is it? Um, okay. Like I, I don't have any cast member knowledge. So I'm like being on a project team, what does that mean? Uh, so it's like, it's called like test and adjust. So you basically like you're testing the ride for the Imagineers. Like you're doing the button pushing or you're making sure that restricted areas aren't being entered. So whatever the engineers and Imagineers need you to do, that's what you do. <laughs> cool. That's so cool. So you like have seen it all already. You know what we're going to be seeing. Yeah. 
It's awesome. Tell me all your secrets. <laughs> I think she wants to keep so her job. Hard. Yeah, it's like, it has to be so hard not to like tell everybody like, oh my gosh, and then it's going to be like this. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's like so exciting. Like you go in every day and like there's there's something that has changed. Like it's a it's a blossoming ride. So it's really cool. Especially but, yeah. for you because a lot of people will be like, oh, Mickey and Minnie's a uh, great movie ride. But no, like. No one knows what no, Right, right. <laughs> Well, and it's kind of like you're you're being a part of history if you think about it. Like, oh, yeah. like maybe one day they're gonna interview me about like being a project person on this ride because <laughs> right. you know, thirty years later it's still going and it's like a beloved whatever. You know, you just no, never know. It's like it's Mickey Mouse's first moving attraction, so that's awesome. Right, right. That's a huge deal. So that's when, awesome. When does that open? Oh well. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't words, looking for a we date. Don't have I meant. A date yet. Yes. No, I didn't <laughs> think so. I just forgot the time frame that they were that they were talking about. Um, man, I don't even know where to start with the both of you because I was I was jotting down the things you've been and I put like a little asterisk next next to the area you work where I want to ask a question and they all have asterisks next to them. <laughs> Wait, so, so then hold on. So then back up, Mitchell. So you've already seen Rides of the Resistance and what all of that looks like. Yeah. So long story okay. short. When I, when I got in the project team for uh, Galaxy's Edge, I was part of the first team uh, that was pulled. There were 30 of us. So I've seen everything from the ground up. Like, literally, okay. when there was a point where we walked into the building and, uh, like, uh, the uh, smugglers run, and it was almost just a shell. I mean, I was sitting outside for a lot of it until they finally enclosed the walls. But um, I spent about a month and a half, two months at the Falcon until Rise was ready for us to go over there, at least me. And uh, then I, I really didn't look back. I was at Rise of Resistance for the rest of my um, uh, yeah. my project, and it was it was great. It was really it's I you know I can't obviously can't talk about it. five days. Yeah. I can five days. No, I'm so excited for it. Um, it yeah, I'll just leave it at that because yeah. I want I want to get too far with it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe if I keep pushing, I'll get something out of them. <laughs> just kidding. So. Both of you mentioned that you are a tour guide at your location. So Amanda, you said that at Star Tours and then Mitchell at, I think, Rock and Roller Coaster. What, is, what does that mean? Who are they giving the tours to? Uh, so it's cast members. So oh. they have like stage magic yeah. and you can apply to uh, take a tour of an area. So it's either backstage magic or a lot of um, areas will be like, oh, you know, Star Tours will give you you can go do a tour of Dinosaur if Dinosaur comes to tour Star Tours. Gotcha. Okay. So we can show them like all like the hidden stuff, like the cool little features. Like for Star Tours, we get to take them into our tower. Our tower. So that's really cool. And I'm guessing the same thing for you, Mitchell. The same kind of concept. Okay. Yeah, same concept. Yeah. So Nicole, who obviously we all know, but for anyone listening for the first time, that's my wife. Um, when she worked at Tuscaros Animal Kingdom, she had a whole like I'm assuming the same kind of thing you guys went through. So I know at. Uh, Animal Kingdom, her training was called Daclamation. What is the Hollywood Studios version of that? On with the show. On with the show. That On is what I thought. Yeah. So for anyone not listening, like uh, I, what I've learned from talking to other cast members are when you're working in your area, whether it's a park or I guess maybe even like a resort, they have a training that has some type of creative theme. Um, and theirs is On with the show. And I and know you have it's to do it for each park. Like if you go from one park to another, do you have to do each one? I would assume so, because they give you, they usually give you the background, and that's what I was going to ask about. So when Nicole did hers at Animal Kingdom, she got like probably more information than one person can handle on like the Imagineers' story or storyline, what their intention for the areas were to be. And she worked in the Africa section of Animal Kingdom, so I'm guessing you guys had that same thing. And since you were both tour guides for your attractions, I'm dying to know some stuff. 
because I've heard from Nicole and she was she was telling me about the history of the hotel that eventually became Tusker House and all these things that like I as a guest, I honestly never paid attention to it. Mm, so there's yeah. got to be some things that you would talk about on your tour or even just from working there that are like pieces of storyline from your attractions or areas that we the regular public probably doesn't pick up on. Um, I think Rock and Roller Coaster has a big one because a lot of people don't understand the story. They're, they're, they don't get why it's side by side uh, with Tower. Um, so the, I'll start with that. I mean, there's other little parts of, of Rock like, and Roller Coaster. Go on. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm here um, for it. And hopefully I don't get anything wrong because it's been a while since I gave the tour. I want to make sure my information is straight. But um, basically, uh, when ta- the Tower, Hollywood Tower, was in its prime, uh, a lot of recording like a lot of artists a lot of uh, very big and famous artists would go and record so they'd stay at the tower and then they, while they were doing the recording uh they'd be out there for like you know a couple of weeks to record a new song a new album whatever it may be and so at that time g-force records was was the recording studio it's the largest one in all of southern california um and like i said it was the, the place to be well of course uh you know on the unfortunate night in 1939 uh, lightning struck the tower, and that killed the business. Uh, tower was no more, so no one stopped. People stopped coming to that side of Hollywood. That side of Hollywood being Sunset. People moved over to the new side, which is where Baseline Tap House is. Um, so Grand Avenue. That became the new place to be in Hollywood. Um, so Aerosmith was was still a member of G-Force Records. Um, and not, obviously not at that time, but. Uh, they wanted to take over the building and uh, wanted to own it themselves, and so they did. Unfortunately, um, they weren't making profit with with people with just owning the studio, uh, so they decided to open up tours for people to come in, and they thought that can make a little bit more profit. People and see what they're doing. So that's what's happening. So when you enter GeForce Records uh, as a guest, you're going on a studio tour. Now you don't know if Aerosmith's in there recording. We know this is Aerosmith's building. We know that they record here, but we don't know if they're there yet. Um, so you get inside the building, um, and then you get to Studio C, and that's when you see uh, Aerosmith is there, and um, they're they're working on an album before they get to their show. So at that point, Aerosmith's like, "Hey, you know, welcome. We can't leave you guys here like this because we're the best band, uh, best rock and roll band out there." Um, so <laughs> um, and so that's when they take you on on their journey, and they're trying to get you in there in a crazy limo ride all the way to their concert. Um, so what's interesting about this is all the uh, this so the forum is where they're playing. So all the way through from when you get on the limo to the end, you're going from the imaginary um, imaginary uh, building in California all the way to the forum. So all those street signs you pass, mm. all that is the roads and highways and things you would see along the way. Wow, um, is yeah, which is. So interesting. I like you never really know that as a guest. You just see all these right. signs and you think it's just Hollywood, but that is the, the things you see along the, the way. The actual route. Yeah, I'm too busy screaming yeah. to figure out what's going on. <laughs> no. um, and so I have to say something funny about about Rock and Roller Coaster because this was kind of told to me once by one of my friends, and I never thought about this. But Rock and Roller Coaster is an attraction full of disappointments. If you think about the story, <laughs> so no, no. So you 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 go. You're, you're expecting to go on this tour of of G Force Records, and then when you get in there, you realize your cu- uh, tour is cut short. Right. So okay, that's fine. Okay, because Aerosmith is there, and Aerosmith's like, hey, you know what? We're gonna invite you to our concert, and then you're like, okay, this is fine. We can cut our tour short for this. <laughs> so then 
you get on this limo trying to make it to the concert. And by the time you make it there, you still realize that <laughs> you didn't make it to the concert on time. It's over. That's right. And there is no VIP experience after that. You see them as they finish the concert and you leave. So um, it's just kind of funny, funny the idea if you look They're at like, it that way. Consolation prize, here's your photo. <laughs> <laughs> Here's but, a photo um, of you looking terrified, you and you have to pay like, for it. Yeah. <laughs> the collection has a lot of history, though, and it's, it's really yeah. cool. because, And I think I'm not going to lead into Amanda here, but Kevin Rafferty was one of the lead Imagineers for Rock and Roller Coaster. Mm -hmm. And Kevin Rafferty is the lead creator um, for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, so he's one of my favorites. He's, he's done Cars Land, Tower of Terror, um, the submarine voyage at Disneyland. What else? Uh, there's, there's a Toy Story Mania, right? No. So I don't know. So uh, he's he's a great. <laughs> She's like, get your facts straight, face. Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We have his book. Don't you read it? I know. Uh, don't ever say no. that to him. <laughs> yeah, I know. So that is a lead into uh, Star Tours, but uh, it, it's he's a great guy. So, anyways, yeah, yeah. I can go. <laughs> I have to pause there before you tell your your thing to Amanda. Beth, did you have any idea of any? Did you know that before he said no, all that? No, I had no Zero. idea of any of that. Yeah, I, I thought. Like most people, it's like, oh yeah, there was just a space over here, and they needed to put it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I thought, okay, the buildings look like they they can complement each other. Didn't realize, no, yeah. I should have known better. Should have known better that there'd be a story but, between I mean, the you, two. You kind of have to like throw it in my face for me to be like, oh yeah, <laughs> like I'm not a research. Doug will like research. He'll like he probably would have been. He probably would have been like, yeah, you didn't know that. I mean, he knows like <laughs> everything there is to know about like every haunted mansion ever because we watch like YouTube videos like crazy on them. So, <laughs> Doug and is her husband, by the, the way. From roller coaster, it's. Um, <laughs> I, I might be in the wrong decade, but I think it's the Art Deco. So, like, where basically in Hollywood, what you are is what your building look like. So, like, how we have the dark room on um, when you come into studios, it's a mm -hmm. big camera. Yeah. That kind of, like, style. So, that's how that building – everyone's like, why is there a big guitar? Well, it's a recording studio. So, at the time, that's how that fits in, that type of style. Yeah. And also, yeah. this is another random fact that we sometimes tell on our tour is – when the idea, one of the early concepts of the idea was going to have the Hollywood Hills in the backdrop of right. uh, And you could see the Hollywood Hills and your limo was going to launch into the Hollywood Hills. Um, so it was, it was, could have been even, even greater than what it is. Right. My gosh. So I'm guessing that the Star Wars tour probably has Star Tours tour, which I guess is redundant at some point, Star right? Tours. The Star, Star Tours tour. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> has some some Star Wars knowledge in it. And before I hear from you, Amanda, just know that if it's Star Wars specific, I am such a basic level Star Wars fan that I'm probably going to miss it. Um, I haven't even seen, I haven't watched The Mandalorian on, on Disney+. Plus. I haven't seen the last two episodes. That's just giving you an idea of where I am in the Star Wars world. The, um, the pavement leading up to Star Tours from Backlot into Star Tours is like reddish colored pavement because that's sort of the red carpet because you're supposed to be in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And then as you enter Star Tours, you'll realize that when you're facing forward, you're walking into it, everything looks great. You turn around behind you, everything is hollow because you're on a set. So mm -hmm. Adat is hollow from the back. We call her Big Bertha. <laughs> and a lot of the trees inside the Ewok village, they're also hollow. And they have like little ladders and lights in them because it's mm -hmm. supposed to be the set of uh, Endor. So then as you enter the building, that's when you're entering the Star Wars universe. So you're no longer on a set. You're into the Star Wars universe. Um, if you look on the floor underneath in the first scene, we call it scene one, um, there's pipes running yeah. and the pipes all have initials on them mm -hmm. so you'll have like cf harry fisher her birthday and numbers and then ald1 for alderaan 
Uh, we have yeah. Jameson Jones, but he has Vade too, because I think he was the voice of Vader. So yeah. there's like body actor Vader, the voice actor Vader. Right. Um, Harrison Ford's is really cool. It's HF. And then uh, for his planet, they put IND1 for Indy. Interesting. We have George Lucas's, but his is on a, a plate on the wall going up the wheelchair ramp because he didn't want people to know how old he was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The rest of Star Tours, they have like a whole bunch of like little things around. We do have uh, four Rexes, who is the old captain mm-hmm. of Star Tours. Right. Um, the Star Tours we're in now, we're actually going back in time. So... Before Star Tours got refurbished, it was the Star Speeder 3000. Mm-hmm. Now we have the Star Speeder 1000. Mm. So the Rex that we have now is a broken droid, and he keeps, um, he'll like glitch every once in a while and like pretend that he's a captain. Right. Now, in the past Star Tours, he was the captain. So, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Our droids are G290 and G240. G290 is uh, the luggage scanning droid. <laughs> he is actually voiced by an Imagineer who gave George Lucas the idea of the rotating scenes for the new Star Tours. And then G240, uh, he's awfully familiar, Patrick Warburton. Oh. Um, Hello there. Welcome to Sword. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Um, I learned something watching the Imagineering story um, because uh, the... the flight on Star Tours is flight 1401, nonstop service to Endor. That's the building number for the Imagineering building, right, in California? Yeah, okay. 1401 Flower Street. Yes. Huh. I was all watching that and I was things. like, There's oh. so many little details. I need a book on all of them. <laughs> Where can I buy that, bro- that book? <laughs> so it tells you everything. Well, now I have more things to look around for when I'm on Star Tours, because I don't think I've picked up on the uh, celebrity initials. Oh, wait. Speaking of celebrities, I have to interrupt because I have a thought. And you two both working attractions, I would have to imagine at some point you ran into some notable guests on your attractions. No, I don't know. I hope so, because uh, (laughs) I I feel like it's from um, Disneyland must experience this more because they're closer to the celebs. And I know that when they're there, you can't really make a big deal out of it. Because that's part yeah. of being a cast member. But at some point, do you, have you run into anybody that's, that we might know? So, I mean, here's my thing. When I worked at Coaster, mm-hmm. all the celebrities that would come, I would be somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so like, there, yeah, it was very... I never got to interact with any celebrities. I'll just say that. I've never got to say, hey, do you really any any celebrities? Um, but this is a, not at work, but this is kind of on the same page we were at disney springs once mm-hmm. and we uh we saw brooke and uh robin lopez oh. they're they're nba stars they're they're really big disney fans so yeah. um we, we got to see them there and say something but i yeah like usually like I, I said there's there's been stars i can tell you some of the ones that um have come through but i've never got to personally say hi or see them myself really well and i'm curious because uh, especially with um like the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, I feel like there was a few celebrities that we saw walking around in the back of like other people's um, like YouTube videos. It's like, oh, like Bobby, I think it was Bobby Moynihan. Um, yes. Like there was a few like other people and I'm like, did you get to interact with any of those? Especially because you're on these teams of like getting to see everything. But I guess it's before everybody comes in. Yeah. So you're not really getting to react, like getting to act with everybody. But I feel like those are the times when most of the celebrities are, coming in for things it's like oh there's something new we got to go and do that yeah so unfortunately when i 
I left Galaxy's Edge right when we opened up Falcon. So I got to train a lot of the new cast for Falcon. Um, but as soon as it opened, I was uh, that's when I started with uh, DVC. So I, I never really saw anyone. And of course, you haven't really like I think the most like celebrity type that I've ever interacted with has been just like the big Imagineers and like big execs at Mickey Mini. So like, right. I've seen JPEG around. Obviously, I've seen Kevin Rafferty and, and spoke with Kevin Rafferty a lot, which has been like awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You're so just like, awesome. tell me about everything. <laughs> right. And Kevin's my, one of my favorite Imagineers ever. And she just gets to work with him all the yeah. time. One day yeah. he asked Mitchell, he was like, hey, how's Mitchell doing? And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to faint when he hears <laughs> You're like, he's coming over for dinner. <laughs> I, know, I told her, I said, listen, so, like, here's what you're going to say. I'm like, hey, Kevin, how's it going, bud? Good to see you. So to my husband, Mitchell, so, like, he just wants to see you for, like, like 30 minutes. Is that cool? You know, you, you know you're cool with that, right, Kevin? <laughs> Or maybe you can just like drop in and bring her her lunch that she left at home that day that they're going to be working together. (laughs) You forgot your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't want you to starve. Right. Well, and I definitely feel like, I mean, as like a normal general public person, these are a lot of people that you just wouldn't really know about. But as a cast member, I feel like these are the celebrities that are like, these are celebrities that all the cast members kind of know about that most don't know because it's so backstory. It's so Mm -hmm. like behind the scenes. So I feel like that's um, kind of a perk of being a cast member. So what yeah. I wanted to ask you guys were like, what do you think some of the major perks of being a cast member are? Other than um, discounts. Because yeah, other awesome. than the really good discounts. I mean, I feel like that's a given. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I have one. This is just me personally. You probably, you probably feel the same way. But one of the per- my main perks for me is honestly seeing families have a great time. Like whenever I was in attractions and I got to you know, see families come on the first, the kids' first roller coaster for the first time, or just being able to give them a fast pass to to make up for for time lost or something else during the day, uh, that the, that you're actually help you you help create the magic in some way, and uh, that's that's what I live for. I love that. I love those days when when you got to interact with guests and really help them out with their vacation. So I know that's like pretty classic and cheesy, but I, I really yeah. did enjoy that a lot. Yeah, and that, that was yeah. a perk for me. Do you feel like that's kind of a catch 22 though? Cause you are also going to have those people that are like, I expect these things and you're like, okay, great. You're just yeah. trying to make your own magic here. <laughs> yeah. The, so one thing I, I I've seen and I don't, I don't really care for is when people come with buttons that says, um, what is it like, uh, give me a magical moment. Oh, yeah. Runs up gosh. Say, yeah. Somebody makes those buttons. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then they come up to you and they're like, do you see my button? I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, in your head, you're like, I'll give you a magical moment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it is a catch 22. Um, because you do you, sometimes you, you have situations you don't really want to have at work, you, you have people yeah. who are just, yeah, not really satisfied. But, um, and then again, when you have that one moment with a family that 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 can take care of 10 bad problems, right? Right, right. Um, you mentioned experiencing moments that maybe you don't want to experience. I, this is a specific question. And unfortunately, I can't tell or you can't tell the story that you told me once about some something that happened on Rock and Roller Coaster that you were a coordinator for. And I'm not going to say anything more than that. And it's killing you that we can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. I don't oh. really um, but anyway, <laughs> I'm sure it's some people, uh, they must get sick, right? So a code V is vomit. And I don't mean to talk about vomit because people might be eating and listening as well eating breakfast. But on a ride like Rock and Roller Coaster, it has yeah. to happen, right? So like what happens when someone gets sick on the ride? Um, 
So it's kind of funny because it doesn't happen as often as people would think. Oh. It's, it's really crazy, but it really doesn't. So um, what we do, though, uh, Disney goes to extreme lengths and, and cleaning. Yeah. So uh, kind of our, our basic thing is we're going to take that vehicle that it was in out, out of service. So uh, we, we don't allow anyone to be inside that vehicle. So what we do, we, we send that vehicle unavailable. We clip it. So that way the cast members who see that vehicle, even if they forget it's unavailable, when it's coming around, they see that clip. There's two things I can tell them. Um, and then I, as a coordinator, um, I'm calling our, our wonderful custodial cast and mm-hmm. having them come clean it up. And they're usually there within you know a minute or two. Because luckily enough, they're, they're stationed throughout the parks. And so it's really quick. So then they'll get there and um, we'll stop the ride. And, and I don't want to go into the safety measurements or like lengths of, of what exactly we do to keep them safe. But just know that what we do, nothing can happen while they're cleaning these, these yeah. attractions. Because well, you would think for something like that, that goes upside down, you're like, this has potential to be everywhere Splatter, on yeah. this ride yeah. track. So what's interesting, little short thing about Rock and Roll Coaster is because of the way the ride's built, you, you technically don't need a restraint because all the mm-hmm. way through the gravity keeps you in your seat. Yeah. Well, luckily when it comes to uh, code V's and stuff like that, it all stays. <laughs> it um, all stays. For <laughs> better or worse. This is what I wish yeah, it was visual because you just did your hand down like it all stays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so so that helps. And then, of course, um, custodial comes. They clean. They yeah. have these special um, cleaning products that, that literally kills all the bacteria. Okay. Um, they have to wait a certain time for it all to like dry and clean. Then they'll do it another time. And at that point, then we send our vehicles around to mm-hmm. uh, dry for a lap and to also let all the chemicals like completely disappear it's strong so yeah yeah. and then after that um as a coordinator i'm looking at the vehicle and inspecting it make sure it's okay and if it is at that point then we we could continue boarding guests yeah um amanda let's go back so what do you think is one of your like cast member perks um it's kind of like a weird way to say it's a perk but like so when i was in monorails it wasn't really my favorite role that i did and it always made me so jealous watching like all these guests, like, you know, like, you know, July morning, all these families are like spraying each other down with like sunscreen before they hop <laughs> on the monorail. And it just made me like so mad. But when my family does come down to visit and when we do have vacations, like it makes going to the park so much better because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, now I'm experiencing what these guests I see every day, like experience. And like, mm-hmm. instead of us just like running to the parks, you know, just on like a day off, like being with your family, it makes like the vacation with them a lot more sweet. Yes, yeah. because you're otherwise being teased every day. I can relate right. with that. Yes. Because yeah. part of part of my role before what I did now was transporting guests sometimes to and from parks and I would be dropping them off and it's like, well I want to go into the park. Why, yeah. why do I have to just let them go in? Do you guys do you guys have a lot of family come and visit now that you live down there? Yeah. Yeah. We usually have my family comes down two to three times a year. Yeah, we usually like it's about like every three months we'll have like someone here. So like whether it's my sister, my whole family, his family, it's mm-hmm. there's always someone. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we had um, talked to some other friends of ours that live down there now, and so they're like, we probably see our family more now yes. that we live yeah. down here. Than... We see my family more than we did when we were in college, when two hours away. Tennessee. Yeah, right, right. They're like, oh, where you live? Oh, I'll come visit. Yeah. I'll come visit you. You're like, uh, gee, thanks. I'm so glad you're so excited to come visit me. It's <laughs> oh, yeah, the same thing down here we like purposefully looked for a two bedroom apartment because we knew we would have people coming down mm-hmm. here. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, my whole family is here right now. So I totally relate. 
Um, I know you yeah. don't have all the time in the world, especially Amanda, because yeah. she's going to run off to go talk to some Imagineers for the day. So, I know, and be all cool. I know. And I, I had asked before we hopped on if you guys wouldn't mind playing a little game with us. I didn't tell you what the game was. It's not. Don't worry. I'm seeing a little bit of like nervousness in their <laughs> eyes. So it's Disney dish or made up ish. So Amanda and Mitchell, we're each going to give you the name of a Disney dish, and it's going to be up to you to decide whether this is a real dish or if we made it up. So uh, oh, wow. you'll be competing against each other. So I know you're newlywed, so it's a great time to start. Put a little, <laughs> drive a little wedge between the two of you, right? And just so you know, these are dishes or could be dishes from now or back then. I've scoured Disney menus from Walt Disney World past and present uh, to come up with these. This can include festivals or like special events. So uh, we're good with the rules. We know what we're doing. Yeah. Yep. All right. So you got to tell All us right. if it's fake or not. All right. So I am going to start first with Amanda. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Your first dish is called Rising Moon's Overnight Oats. Just Disney oh, dish or made it? You gave her. You gave her an easy one. That's real. <laughs> You're starting easy. It is real, and you can find it over at Oga's Cantina. It's a breakfast item. All right, Mitchell. Obviously, it's just overnight oats. Yes, <laughs> Mitchell. Your dish: the Un Poco Loco Hot Cocoa. Well, that sounds real. Final answer. Say final answer. Final answer. Yes. Oh, that's a that's a that's made up a dish. Drink. I know. Uh, that's why Greg is really good at this game because he can make up the stupidest things, and you're like, "That's real." You're like, "That is real." Disney made that up. That is real. Un poco loco All right. hot cocoa. Next one, Amanda. It is the minute after midnight pumpkin pie. Uh, no. But wow, she's correct. good at this. That is totally yeah. fake. I, I would have said that was real too. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I mean, well I feel thing. like Disney should listen to this game because they would get some really good ideas for some. Things. Yeah, get it? Because if it's a minute after minute, it turns back into a pumpkin. Okay. That's right. Um. <laughs> I'm glad I explained. I'm sure everyone's happy that I explained yeah, the, the concept of that. that. Uh, Mitchell, yours. The Land Grill Room Salad. Yeah, that is a dish. That is. This is old, right. though. This is yeah. from uh, a restaurant called The Good Turn. Any idea what the restaurant is called now? Uh, the uh, Garden, Grill. Garden Grill, yeah. Garden Grill, yeah. yeah. So it used to be called The yeah. Good Turn. Extra point. No, I'm just kidding. No. Nope. <laughs> you don't get extra points in this game. Oh, All right. <laughs> okay, Amanda, your next one is chicken a la King Triton. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. She's a wiz she at can, this. She can spot a fake from a mile away. I did not. This is not fair. I know my Disney food. New <laughs> game. New game. Goes, I love what she goes. Uh, That's fake. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel personally attacked because I came up with that. Right. That's right. right. It is a good one, though. Mitchell, but at work I always refer to Mitchell by his middle name. Which, by the way, I've never asked if that's offensive or not, but it's going to continue to happen. So don't worry. Hopefully, <laughs> your name is not offensive. No. Um, all right. Uh, the tiki tiki shrimpy shrimpy. No. Oh, you're terrible oh, at this. It oh, is a real are you serious. <laughs> well, since, are you serious? Yes. Not out of all the names, that one's a real. I know. <laughs> That is a kids' meal shrimp-based dish over at the Skipper Canteen uh, over in Magic Kingdom. Sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible. All right, Amanda, this is your last one. Are you ready? I'm you ready. Get it wrong. This, is, <laughs> this is the hunter's gift to the queen. Uh, yeah, it's real. 
<laughs> this is ridiculous. I feel like the way you can tell it's real, it's like almost like, well, if it rhymes too well, it's not real. They, right. they made it just enough not real. So yeah, this is um, a, the storybook Dining at Artist Point. It's cracked maple popcorn and a ganache heart. Ooh. Ooh. Sometimes That's I feel delicious. like I have a ganache heart. All right, yeah. Mitchell, even though Amanda's already won because she swept you, basically. It was well, not swept, but she's got all, she was four for four and you're one for three so far. Uh, your last one is Elsa's Three cheese, um, let it go. Oh my gosh. No, it's not a dish. He got one. But come on. How how do they not have an omelet where it's called um let it to go? This is this is they need to hire me for these things. I, they really do. They seriously do. All right. Well, well thank you guys for playing. Disney dish are made up ish. Thanks for playing. And I, I guess uh Mitchell's probably less grateful he played this game than <laughs> What do you get what do you get for winning? That is bragging rights. Uh, now you can and Amanda gets one of these fancy Mickey and Minnie Disney D V C Riviera stickers yeah! that I'm sure Mitchell has unlimited access to. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he'll give it he'll give it to Mitchell when y'all when they work together again. Yes. <laughs> so I know Love you it. have to speed off to work, uh, Amanda. So thanks to the both of you for joining us. We'll let you go. I learned a lot. I actually I'll be honest, I learned a lot. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, like, I was like, oh gosh, they have to go and I literally could talk to them for hours. Yes, but, we might have um, to have you before back. Before you go though, we do like to ask like what's coming up for you guys? What are you doing next? Because you have a YouTube channel, you have Instagram, like tell us all the things. All right. So I guess you want to start? Yeah, okay. uh, we are doing Vlogmas on our YouTube oh. channel. So every day in December up to Christmas, we are doing Vlogmas. This is actually day one of Vlogmas. So here we go. Yes. I'm <laughs> so, so glad that I have my Saturday look on. I you guys are okay with it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, today starts day one of Vlogmas. So also uh, for yeah, we're doing a podcast right now for the, for the video. Sorry. Um, but yeah, no, this is uh, really exciting. We have that coming up. We also have... Um, Oh, our Disneyland videos will be coming out yeah, soon. So, like, I'm really behind. So, the way we do editing, Amanda has been taking care of the weekly vlogs. She was doing the wedding vlogs. She was doing the wedding vlogs, and now she's going to be taking care of the uh, the vlogmas vlogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I take care of most of the Disney, the Disney vacation ones. Okay. So I'm like really behind. I have like three or four separate vacations or mini vacations i gotta get done but okay. right now we're on the disneyland because i'm just so excited to, to put that out yeah and these are just all different like disney experiences correct oh yeah yeah okay. yeah awesome yeah because i feel like i'm like everyone needs to go and watch these and listen because they have all this like insider <laughs> information even though you can't talk a lot about it you do have a lot of knowledge so i love thank it you. thank so, you so follow them on instagram they are at Happily Everett After. There are some underscores in there, so if you want to see yeah, how it's spelled out, just check out the description yeah. for this episode. And of course, we'll be tagging them in the post on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then your YouTube channel is the same, Happily okay. Ever After. So just to play on from Happily Ever After, you just add E T T to the end of Everett or Ever. Excuse me. Perfect. Love it. I'm assuming that's your last name, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. So oh, and it, so. I was gonna yeah. say also congratulations um on your wedding day because it's also my husband and I's anniversary. So I was like, oh, they got married oh, anniversary. It's a great awesome. day of the year to be married. So <laughs> happy belated anniversary. I know. And I wanted to ask you about Disneyland stuff, but I'm like, we're running out of time. We may have to do we may have to have you guys on again to talk a about that. Honestly, yeah, yeah, we'd love to be on again. So yeah. I mean, this was a pleasure. I'll have to devise. I think like the next time I see Mitch, it'll work. Cause like, I'm like, all right, Greg, let's come up with a game where I know I'm going to win. <laughs> I got to redeem I myself. 
Well, he, you just outed it now. Now well, you can't. Well, that's why I did it. So now we can't. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks so I much. Thank you, guys. Man, I'm really happy when we get to have people like Mitchell and Amanda on because even though I, you know, I'm cast member two and I did everything they've experienced are things I have not yet experienced. And right. that's the kind of stuff you really can't experience unless you do it. Right. Especially people that I guess have kind of moved around so quickly. Yeah. Um, to like all these other jo- like different positions in the parks and stuff. It's like, oh, and I'm sure everything is so different. You just have different experiences. So yes. I, yeah, I definitely learned a lot. And I'm like, okay, when are we having them on again? Let's go ahead and schedule that. Well, yeah. I mean, it <laughs> sounds like they know what they're doing. So whatever the next project is at Hollywood Studios, maybe Amanda will be on that. And I want I wanted to ask more about the monorail because I'm colorblind and I can never pilot a monorail. Yeah. Boo-hoo, right? And they went to Disneyland and all these things. Um, but... Um, I know, Beth, you told me that you finally saw Frozen 2. Frozen 2. Ah! Okay, the um, whole thing, we were dying laughing. I was laughing inside because I'm like, Greg kept playing the sound clip. Now I know because it's like in the entire movie. The entire movie. And Doug's like, I'm pretty sure it's like the same line that they do in um, Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's like a much lower key. And anyways. Do you mean this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so good. Um, I thought the movie was incredible. Olaf really stole the show. Yes, he's hilarious. Um, I found myself like cry laughing. Yes. My favorite, if you haven't seen it yet, this isn't a spoiler, but my favorite part was Samantha. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'll never be able to hear that name again and not think of that. But Doug was like, it's so genius that he's the comic relief, but also like the exhibition of like the story. Yes. Like he's, he's kind of basically telling you what's, about to happen or what's happening yes um so like you don't really get lost in the story but i do think it is more geared towards adults yes um like we had a lot of kids in our theater and it was hilarious when the kids were laughing and they were mainly laughing at olaf yes like when he would do this like stupid things they would die laughing but i feel like a lot of the story it was pretty quiet but like i just felt like it was more adult themed um just with the lessons in it yeah, I know. Say. Now that you mentioned that Olaf is kind of like a storyteller, it's almost like he is what they do at the Frozen sing along, kind yeah. like a kind of kind of conceptually the same uh, as what they do there, which is a, it's a like good way reiterating to do exactly what's happened or what's happening or what's about like, and the way that he does it is hilarious. Like when I mean, I would just want to say lines from the movie, but when he <laughs> talks about like and they're dead, like <laughs> we were losing it. Like all the adults were dying in the theater. Yes. Because, you know, and the kids are kind of like, what? Like, what's happening? Um, there is an Easter egg. So I do, if you haven't seen it, stay till the very, very end. Yes. There is an Easter egg. And then also Doug and I were dying at um, Christoph's song. His like ballad? His, his like, power ballad? His breakout song. Yeah. Oh, my but His sister-in-law was like, was that supposed to be funny? We were like, yes. It's yes. like an 80s rock ballad. It's hilarious. Specifically where the, like, the, uh, the pine cone comes down or he uses it like a microphone? Yes. I mean, the whole thing. Yes. Because it sounds like Chicago and Aria Speedwagon. Yes. And it's just the whole thing. It is ridiculous. So I, I definitely, I think, want to see it again in theaters. I almost cried like four times. So there's that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you just kind of go through a whole array of emotions, but it's super good. And I will say most people that I've talked to that have seen it, they think it's better than the first one. It, it's almost like they're different. They're just different and in a good they're way. Different. They're yeah. totally because you need the first one because you need all this backstory. Yes. And it makes the second one good because you know what the backstory is. Um, my niece is and, and, oh, like even in the storytelling, yeah. Olaf goes into like, this is what happened in the first one. Yes. It, like everyone was dying. Yes. It was hilarious. So funny. Um, my nieces are in town and they saw the movie and the older one liked it. 
Um, and, and she she's like, what's your favorite part? And I'm like trying to tell her. She's <laughs> like, like, well, my favorite part was, and she mentioned Samantha. And everything she was mentioning was Olaf stuff. And it was really funny. Yeah. Um, well, and then when he's trying to do the, ah! yes, like when he's trying to do it, that's what my nephew, like he just kept singing it and he was laughing still afterwards. Um, by the way, so my nieces are in town and mm-hmm. you may remember, uh, I'm sure I mentioned this on a previous episode that I have them convinced that I live on a certain attraction in Epcot. <laughs> so we went on that attraction yesterday. Yes, yes. So we're, uh, you know, yesterday for the day that we're recording this and um, I got a little snippet of audio from it. Oh my gosh. So we're wait. on Living with the Land with my two nieces, and the younger one um, starts to ask me a question as we approach the house um, that's like opposite, like the desolate desert area, uh, like, you yeah. know, uh, escape the landscape there. With the chicken. There. Yeah, with the chicken. So this is me just kind of giving them. So she asked me, Is this your house? And this is me just okay. kind of talking about it on the Living with the Land ride. That one your house? Which one? Yeah, that's where I live, so there's Reba on the porch, there's a little bird, a little chicken that we keep on the mailbox, that little chick, chicken, his name is Hanky, Hanky the chicken, there's other chickens over there, that's Bertha and Brenda, Sierra Scarecrow, you know what his name is? Of all the forces at work, his name is Happy, Happy the Scarecrow, and she's like, oh. Oh, oh. And you were like, there's Bertha and Brenda, yeah. the other ch- <laughs> So then my brother is like, well, Uncle Greg, where do you where do you park your car? I'm like, don't ask silly questions, Daddy, that we don't know the answers to. And I looked and I was like, well, I keep my car in the backyard. I don't need everyone kind of yeah. eyeing up my nice car when yep. people stealing it. She's, She's like, so but- innocent, too. She's like, is oh. that where you live? <laughs> Um, and she just kept asking questions. She's like, well, wait a second. Why didn't you go home? We were there. I was like, well, I see those. I see them all the time. I'm all hanging out with you guys. You didn't mm-hmm. see me wave into the chicken? She's like, oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like, and then what year is it that she starts being like, that's not real? No. Is, is it the older one or the younger one that said, this is fake? The younger one. The one that thinks that she did it oh. the entire, everything we go on. She's like, that's not real. That's fake. <laughs> those are not real. And then we were in this, the living, the Nemo, the, the Nemo and Friends ride. Yeah. And as we're like sitting down for the thing, she's like, those are not real fish. I'm like, I, we know, we get it. We, she's so skeptical. She's my skeptical. God. But but do you think she really believes that you live there? I think she does. I mean, she yeah, they brought it up. I didn't, I didn't prompt them for that. Before yeah. we got on the ride, they're like, wait, is this the ride where, where we're going to see where you live? And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 it totally is. Wait, and so is her older sister just kind of playing along? She wasn't sitting next to me, so I don't know. I, she oh, was okay. just out of earshot. In the background, you may have heard my sister Talk to my other right. niece about Uncle Greg's house, so I don't yeah. know. I don't know if she fully buys into it. Um, oh my god! But obviously, we're having a great time because they're here in town, and yeah. it's and it's, it's so been Thanksgiving, good. and everything has been really awesome. Um, it's quite. I don't know if you noticed it. I feel like it's a, a light news week, but we still got some yeah. things. Dip them in your sauce, right. put them in your mouth. So it's Christmas season, officially, right? Because. Uh, well, Thanksgiving's December over. December second, yeah. When Thanksgiving is over, and this episode is airing on the second of December, right? Yeah, second. correct. Um, yeah. But I bring that up because, well, this isn't really news, but I'm going to call it news. So last night, I had seen the first Epcot Forever of the Christmas season because oh. it was the first day of the festival, the holidays. Um, and officially, unless they're going to add it, there was no holiday tag at the end of the fireworks. 
Oh. So I don't know if it's official or not, but that. yeah, because every every year around this time they were doing the special holiday ending. And I thought maybe they would debut it as the first night of the festival holidays, officially kicking off right. Christmas season, but they did not. So I guess it's not Someone happening. Someone's like, Phil, we forgot about that. We forgot about that. Um, <laughs> we're so worried about the other show, we forgot to add it. I know. Um, maybe they'll add but related to Epcot, Disney Parks blog let us know that they'll be streaming the a candlelight processional one night. So this is the inside Disney Parks thing that they do. So this is the same type of thing where they're streaming all kinds of stuff. Uh, this yeah. is on December 3rd. So Tuesday, December 3rd, streaming starting at 8.10 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you're in the right time zone there. Uh, and the, the particular one that they are... Streaming is with celebrity narrator Neil Patrick Harris, who is probably the most popular of the celebrity yeah. narrators. He's been used a lot lately. Yes. In these past few so years. So if you can't quite make it down there, or if you're like me and have, are here and still haven't gone somehow, uh, you can watch yeah. it uh, on Disney Parks blog. Yeah. Um, so this is just a little nug for you, but the Tron light cycle um, hit, a, hit a milestone recently, basically where they laid the last piece of track into place. So oh. this... Yeah, construction is moving forward with that. Um, I'm just really excited about it. And I guess it's a big deal for them when they hit this point because it's like, okay, the main stuff is done and now we just got to do all the aesthetics like to add the rest of the stuff to it. But the track is done and it is set to open in Magic Kingdom, obviously, in time for Walt's 50th anniversary, which is 2021. Yeah, it's so We don't up. really have like a set date yet, but you know they're doing a lot of stuff right now just to make sure it's ready for that anniversary. But well, now I want to find people who are on that project team since we had Amanda and Mitchell who are on certain other projects. We should message them and be like, is there like who do a you know? chat room yeah. or a chat room we can get into? <laughs> <laughs> there probably is, honestly. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything else? No, I've that's got one more. Okay. So the other thing that I wanted to highlight was um, the so today, the day that this um, episode is airing, is the annual Walt Disney World Service Celebration Day. So I think this is really cool, Greg. You kind of were telling me a little bit about this too, but um, it is basically a day where they take some time. They close the parks, right? And it's yes. like cast members and their friends and their families, like they each have a, like a certain amount of people they can bring as I guests. I believe so. Yeah, and they it is where they celebrate their like milestones in their career. So I think we said it starts at 10 years. Pretty sure it starts um, at 10. Yeah, so it's like 10 and then 15 and 20, like all the way up. Um, and I'm pretty sure they do... Our buddy was saying that they like roll out a red carpet and they do they cater food in, so they like provide food for them, and then basically you have free range of the park. It's, so it's awesome. So I know sometimes yeah. you know when you're a guest and you're here on vacation, you might be kind of bummed out that the Magic Kingdom is closed early mm-hmm. on a day, and this is a day when there's not a party. So if you're this is a Monday, so if you go on yeah. a Tuesday, there's a party that night, meaning you know the Christmas party, so that it also closes early then. But what a cool opportunity yeah. for cast members who have put their time in i mean these are cast members who have been yeah. here for a long time and they get to have something really unique and cool and, and a way to, to, to for them to for disney to show that they care and it's a big deal and i i'm only a year and 10 months in or not even a year and a half in right. so i got i got some time before some uh time. before i get to do attend something it'll, like this it'll be here before you know it before I know um it. but yeah so anyways the park closes today this that's today december 2nd at 4 30 p.m and then they'll have their their event like for the because i guess they have to set up and then the event starts and then yeah they have it like through the rest of the evening yep so. and they gotta get you know the the regular operation day guests have to have to get on out yeah. of there I guess, yeah, that's it for news. It really was kind of a slow news day. But then again, it was a holiday yeah. week that just preceded this episode. So everything's just kind of, I'm sure, put on a little bit of a halt. Yeah, I did end up watching the um, 
Magic of Disney Parks on ABC. Did you watch that by chance? No, I. We have to go back and watch it because Nicole and her mom were there, and that for the taping, like they were in the audience oh, for when, when uh, Shaggy and Sting were performing. They were out there. Oh my gosh! Do they give them like stuffed Christmas stuff, or do you just have to come dress? Like, how did they? Pick uh, who's gonna they be walked proud? in kind of mid midway, so I don't know if things okay. were if props were handed out. But okay. a lot of the people that are there, and they're not exclusively, but a lot of the people that were there were cast members. Mm. So yeah. uh, I'm guessing that they kind of know, they know the deal, and they dress up for yeah. it. Well, and I just want to comment on how Sting is, like, super winning at life still because the man doesn't age. <laughs> no. And Doug, Doug pointed out that he still sings and sings and sings. He still sings. <laughs> <laughs> he still sings in the same key. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, as they get, like, rock guys that were, you know, back in the day, rockers, like the Rolling Stones is like that. It's like they have to sing in a lower key just because their voices have gotten so deep. Not yeah. Sting. He's like, nope, still the normal still key. Let's keep it. doing this, guys. Um, so, but I thought the special was really good. Obviously, they cover Disneyland and Disney World, so they have um, different bands playing around the parks and yeah. different um, musicians and stuff. Pentatonics was at Hollywood Studios, which I don't know what's up with that guy's mullet, but I could not <laughs> stop looking at. You'll know when you see it. You'll All be right. like, "What is happening?" But <laughs> something to look forward to. Um, yeah, we gotta we gotta watch it. I just I don't know yeah. why I didn't. Uh, I still haven't seen it. All right. Well, the last thing we got here before we say goodbye to everybody and talk about. By the way, I'm cutting that off. I have some really okay. exciting things coming up that I want to chat about, but we'll get there in a okay. second. First, okay. some history. You can some go first. Disney history. Okay. This is like not really that you know mind blowing or anything, but um, this week in 1958, the construction of Florida's Interstate Four began. Oh. Now this may not seem like a big deal, but if you think about the start of Disney parks, like there was nothing, uh-huh. there was nothing in this land. There was like no roads, like all this stuff had to be created. So I thought it was interesting that this was um, when it started and then it was completed in 90 in 65, 1965. So if you think about I four, everyone who like drives to Disney world or whatever, everybody knows about I four. It's absolutely insane. Um, but I thought it was cool that this was when it actually started was 1958. Started in 1958 and still waiting for it to be complete because they're doing all kinds of construction. I guess they said that technically it was completed in 65. Like they said, it's a diagonal northeast-southwest route for much of its length. But And they're doing a a big project right now that's supposed to be done in 2021. Incidentally, 2021, the 50th anniversary of Disney World. I wonder if that's a coincidence or they're just actually trying to get it done. No, I'm pretty sure they're just like, it's a co- like coincidence that they're like, we have to get this done yes. because we're expecting major traffic. Yes, ultimately Disney kind of sets the rules here. Yeah. Um, all right, this week, actually specifically uh, December 2nd, mm. 1985. Your boy Greg was born. Hey now. <laughs> <laughs> That's our Disney like, history this week. I was however many months old. I was born in April, so... <laughs> Celebrate I'm older the, than you. Celebrating the big three, four this week. I'm sure you'll see some photos of me with my button yeah. on. My mom already got me a button. even though. Have it, you started using your new book bag yet? Or are you still using the drawstring? I'm using my... Well, no. The book bag that I got for the uh, Yacht Club stay, that's my work backpack now. Oh, that's my, right. You my park that. bag is still my That Park Life podcast because i got to rep the got to rep the pod. You do um, got to rep the pod. Got to rep the pod. And I do have a button on my backpack that people seem to have something to say. Uh, when they see it. So if you ever That's see right. me in the park, let me know. <laughs> I can't decide <laughs> um, if it's obnoxious or not. Even the security guard was like, is this real? I'm like, it sure is. <laughs> um, the one that's, oh, I know what you're talking yes. about. I don't want to give it away because it is fun. Um, tell me about your upcoming stuff. Yeah. So uh, here's the thing. I'm kind of hesitant to talk about this because um, 
I am trying to surprise people with things. So um, I'm going to say it anyway. So this week, Nicole and I have a overnight stay at Disney's Riviera Resort. Riviera, Riviera. Which, as you know, is not open yet. This is part of our... Part of our yeah. cast preview because we both happen to work for Disney Vacation Club. Um, so we get to do a test stay. And it's a freaking big deal because yeah. Nicole and I are also members. So we're excited to stay at a new resort anyway because I tried to get a room for opening week and it was booked and blah, 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 blah. So now we get yeah. to do it and not even have to use any of our own points. And in addition to that, we have uh, reservations for dinner at the new table service restaurant up there, Topolino's Terrace. And we also have breakfast reservations for the next morning at their character breakfast. So it's going to be a whirlwind of stuff. Incredible. Um, yes. And I'm excited to be able to get there to experience the restaurant, the resort. And I've already seen the model rooms, of course, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to actually go into the resort. I've been on resort property. I've, I've been able to walk around. I've been under the right. porta here. Exciting, right? <laughs> yeah. But I haven't been inside the resort. I've spoken with some of the cast at the Riviera before. I've part of their training is to come visit us and what we do over at our part of the operation. Um, so I've got to have some conversations, and everyone's really excited. And you may have seen they released their costumes over on Disney Parks blog. So like you know, these are the things that we're all kind of lining up before the resort opens. So uh, later this week, you're gonna, you're going to see a bonus episode where I just talk about the Riviera because I don't necessarily assume that everyone who listens to this is interested in the Riviera, but I know there are a lot of people who are, some people who are all about the different Disney resorts, especially different restaurants, because we're going to be up in there um, yeah. doing both their dinner and their um, Do we breakfast. know what characters for breakfast? Yes, I don't remember. It's Mickey and Friends. Okay. <laughs> I know Mickey oh, okay. is there uh, and his... When in uh, doubt, just say Mickey and Friends. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's not, not, you know, not every um, resort has a character dining restaurant, and even right. if they do, it's not always Mickey, which is kind of cool. Right. Um, so I'm really, I'm really, really excited to do this and, uh, I'm excited to share it with you and, and I'll be writing up a few, um, blog articles for different websites and stuff on it. Cause I, you know, I'm trying to, try to do everything I can to let everyone know all about the Riviera and the different restaurants and that we get to go to. the Skyliner goes there, right? Yeah. This is one of the Skyliner yeah. stops. So I've taken the Skyliner before and I've gotten off and even gotten on there at the Riviera station, but you can't do anything other than just get on and off the, yeah. the station yeah. there. Um, so I'm super excited about it. If you want. Oh my <laughs> gosh! I'm in a night. I know what room I'm getting, and it's super awesome. I'm very excited nice. about it. Um, we did have our giveaway for our key fob wristlet. That was yeah. Disney in days. Was the account that won that? So congratulations. Her name is Nicole. Shout out to Nicole. Uh, lots your of Nicole. yeah, lots Nicole. of Nicoles. Um, hers. <laughs> uh, her prize is on the way. Um, and I know I mentioned this before, but we do have a big giveaway coming up with some really incredible Disney photography talent. Um, some of them you may follow, some of them you don't, um, and you should. So that's you'll see that coming out soon, too. It's, I'm really excited about this. I haven't specifically said what the item is that we're giving away, but I'm really, really excited for that. So keep Greg your eyes has peeled. secrets. Keep your eyes <laughs> peeled for that. Um, if you like what you heard today, uh, feel free to give us a review over on iTunes. If you want to support what we're doing, you can do that on our Patreon page. Just go to patreon.com and search for That Park Live Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us because you came over from Mitchell and Amanda's account, welcome. Hope, hopefully you liked what you heard because I know I had a, yeah. we had a great conversation with uh, Mitchell and Amanda. I want to hear gotta, more like now, so we're, yeah. we're working on that. We've got to work on that. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at That Park Life Podcast. You can find me at Lost Princess Printing. And I am at the Disney Greg. 
Of course, our website is That Park Life Podcast. Again, if you, uh, park, that com. If you want to follow Mitchell and Amanda, they are on Instagram at happily everett after. And there are uh, underscores. Happily, yeah, happily in between. underscore everett underscore after. Yes. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good one. Bye. Book. Bye.